Hello. Hey, Patrick, can you hear me? I can. Hello. I have actually have a question for you before we chat. Um, sure. Can I just play you an audio clip and record us talking about it? Um, yeah. We've talked about how I feel about tiny house people. <laughs> yes. And um, I just want you to get a sense of what my problems sort of are rooted in, okay? So just hold on one second. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hit play on this. Okay. Comic book lovers Raul and Kim are going tiny in San Antonio, Texas to spend more time with their three young children. They've sold their 2,000-square-foot home to be debt-free and have $50,000 in cash set aside for a tiny house. Good idea. They've yeah. seen a modern yeah. Okay, now I just want to interject for one second. So uh-huh. they have three kids, and the three kids are like, the oldest one I think is like 10, okay? Uh-huh. I'm just going to pick it up from there. Let's just see what we hear next. Okay. They've seen a modern cabin on wheels that's well below their budget, and they like the kitchen and loft. While it's easy to tow at just 200 square feet, they'd have to build a second loft for their kids. And it lacks storage for Raul's action figures and comics. Okay. <laughs> do you hear what I hear? Yes. What do you yes, hear do. when you hear that? Well... I mean, clearly he's not a grown-up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but clearly there's four, like he's going to be sleeping in the kid loft because that's where all the children sleep. <laughs> also, three children sleeping in a loft. Right. It doesn't, I mean, it sounds like a camping adventure you would go on for a weekend. Right. And then be like, we're never doing that again. Right. When one of those kids has a stomach virus, what <laughs> the <laughs> is that couple going to do? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And number two, we have to put our three children in a loft. Yet, I need more storage for my action figures and comic books. <laughs> but also, like these kids are going to have homework someday. You know, <laughs> like they're also going to be like. Obviously, they're going to want to invite friends over. Clearly, no parent in their right mind would ever let them play in a 200-square-foot... Petri dish? Tiny house. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, and they're, like, setting their kids up to be the weird kids who live in, like, a trailer on wheels. And this is my whole thing. Like, these are just trailers. Like, why Why are we... Like, it's a trailer with a, with a fancy roof. Right. My name is Rebecca Lavoie, and this is HGTV and me. This episode, WTF with Tiny Houses. You may know me from my other podcasts, Crime Writers On and These Are Their Stories, the Law and Order podcast, but that doesn't matter. All you need to know about me for this show is that I watch a lot of HGTV, and I love talking about it. I love talking about whether or not Chip and Joanna Gaines are as happy as they seem on TV. I love talking about why houses seem to be so expensive in Canada and so cheap in some southern parts of the United States. I love talking about shows like Flea Market Flip and the unbelievably junky crap that people seem to want to buy at those weird tent sales. Anyway, that's what the show is going to be about. I'm going to talk about HGTV with all kinds of people, people I know, people I don't know, and that's where you come in. You want to be on this show? You want to talk to me about Beachfront Bargain Hunt or House Hunters International or some other weird and wonderful thing that you cannot look away from on HGTV? Call my podcast hotline. The number is 725-333-2233. 
888-346-9141. Leave a message. Let me know how to call you back. You can also reach us by emailing us. You can find the address at hgtvpodcast.com. That's our website. Or you can find us on Twitter at hgtvpodcast. Hey, Molly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Can you just say how long we've known each other and what our relationship is? We have known each other for probably 20 years, and we are the type of friends who will say anything and worry later about what we've said or not. Not worry, really. We are the very best of friends, and I think it's safe to say that we have spent time together in extraordinarily difficult and sometimes stressful situations. Would you say that that's true? That is absolutely true. Would you go on vacation with me? I would go on vacation with you. Haven't I been on vacation with you? Yeah, you have. You have. Would you go (laughs) to a really super awful wedding with me just as like a comrade and buffer friend? I literally might do that just for the fun of it. (laughs) Like, if you know an awful wedding, I think we should go. Would you move in with me for any period of time into a tiny house? No, but I would never move into a tiny house with anyone. I don't want you to be offended that I wouldn't move to a tiny house with you. Why? Where do I even start with the tiny house? Like, I'm folding laundry right now. I just folded 10 towels. What if I lived in a tiny house? I would have one towel. I can't live in a tiny house. I have, like, sets of china that I've inherited. Where is the china? Do I have four plates? What color are they? Are they white? What if I have five people for dinner? I can't. Don't even get me started on the f***ing tiny houses. (laughs) Is there anybody that you like enough to move into a tiny house with? No. I wouldn't even live in a tiny house with, like, George Clooney. No. (laughs) I wouldn't live in a tiny house all alone. I couldn't fit all the stuff that I want in a tiny house. And I'm not even a materialistic person. But I like having more than like four pens. I can't live in a tiny house. I can't wait to talk to you about Love It or List It, Molly. I really can't. Love It or List It, my favorite (laughs) Canadian show. At the top of the show, you heard me talking to my friend Patrick Hines. He's the podcaster behind Theater People and True Crime Obsessed. He lives in New York with his family in a small apartment, but he tells me that is nothing like the choice people make to live in a tiny house. Now, I'm in New Hampshire, so I can't watch Tiny House Hunters with Patrick, but here's what it sounds like when he sat down with his husband, Steve, to watch that insane show. So we're watching the episode, New York Bed and Breakfast Owners Go Tiny with Her Teenage Son. That sounds promising. (laughs) Homebuyers across the country are saying goodbye to big houses. Wow, look at that. That is tiny. And hello to small spaces. It's a fold-down sink. That's so... Fold-down sink. New York Bed and Breakfast Owners Rick and Christine are going tiny. But with a teenage son in tow, it may be more than they bargained for. Bill and Christine have decided never to have sex again. (laughs) (laughs) 
since they haven't had sex in 10 years, they said, why not move into a tiny house with our teenage son? And they'll need a loft for Matthew to sleep in. I'm going to need some office space, and I definitely want a flushing toilet and not a composting toilet. I think a composting toilet would work just fine. No, she's advocating <sighs> for a composting toilet. I really want some aspect of it to be for me, like having plugs in my lofts. <laughs> wow, he's asking for way too much. Plugs? <laughs> That's an entitled teenager. <laughs> <laughs> They're traveling to Tennessee to look at some models, and Randy is starting the family off with a 200-square-foot tiny oh, house. Randy. Randy legit looks like out of the chorus from West Side Story. Like, he's about to do a Sharks or a Jack, a Jets. Like, it's the, it's the exact same costume. It's like Steven Schwartz, the realtor. It's our sanctuary. I think it's awesome. I mean, I Those are theater jokes, Rebecca. Hanging out inside. I mean, it's got camouflage on the top. It's not fitting my style. Matthew and Rick love this place, but of course they would because it's a guy's pad. And I don't want my... <laughs> <laughs> They just described a tiny house. <laughs> a tiny house with like flowers and ivy covering the roof as a guy's pad. And like a man cave. Oh my gosh. I'm a little concerned still about the ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually just store it away over here. That's great, but we're going to have a full-size sofa here, so I'm not sure how that's going to fit. I love that they're, like, having a full-size sofa and a flat-screen TV in their tiny... Like, right. It's a tiny house with full-size furniture. <laughs> me and I, I love the farm sink, and I love this faucet. It goes really great with that whole farm style. Did you see how she caressed that faucet? <laughs> she caressed that big black faucet. <laughs> Yeah, and as far as a, an oven, how much would it cost if we put a stove here? <laughs> the realtor looks so completely bored with them talking about the things they want to put into this stupid little house. He's the designer, so don't mess with him. Brush your teeth, wash your hands. You're going to like the shower. Get in that shower. Who says the size size shower like 36? So I'm going to say something crazy, mm-hmm. but this house almost looked livable. It does look livable. No, it does. Li- it does look livable. Good job, Randy. So for $40,000, the only appliance we get is a composting toilet, and I wanted a flush toilet. I'm playing hardball. I do kind of not know what a composting toilet is. I think it just means that everything just stays where you put it. (laughs) I believe that that's what we're saying. You know, this table space right here would just be awesome if I had a party. I could just put food, snacks, sandwiches up here. My friends could just pick them right off. She's afraid that his friends are going to come and hang out, and I guarantee you that they are not. (laughs) Like, they are in no danger of, like, the teenage son's friends coming over. He's not going to have any friends. <laughs> right. Is that the only place that we can sit? This is a sofa. Where would we put Matthew? Well, we have a loft. And this, actually. Oh. We have a hidden bed. Yeah, get on there, man. Oh, this is comfortable. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So he can lie in bed at night and look up at his parents in the loft. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not seeing a sink or a toilet in this bathroom right now. But we just didn't put it in. We didn't know. Some people don't even want a sink. We need a sink. Some people don't even want a sink. <laughs> Depends on how dirty of a hippie you are. <laughs> God. 
With several unique options to choose from, it's time for Rick, Christine, and Matthew to decide which tiny house. <laughs> what will they choose? What will they choose? Way above our budget. You know the one I really liked was the tiny gray cottage. I love the farm chic style. I like the kitchen. How soon do you think he divorces his parents? He's a good case before that judge. <laughs> but in the long run, I'm thinking down the road of us living in this house 24-7 and how we're going to fare with it and getting along. Mm-hmm. And I think it meets most of our needs, if not all our needs. And my loft has plugs. So I'm- if this kid talks about the outlets in the loft one more time. Oh. So that mean we're buying? All right, they loft? bought the only house they possibly could have of sense. <laughs> I would have to say through this process, Rick compromised more than I did. Absolutely. <laughs> the composting toilet is a big adjustment for everybody. However, I, I am uncomfortable with the amount of time they spend on these episodes talking about the toilet. Like it's true. It's, they, it's true. It's, everything about these tiny house episodes is about the bathroom. But like the toilet. That's because the house is the size of the bathrooms on the other regular House Hunters ish episodes, you know? Yeah, but we have to look at these people and imagine them going to the bathroom. <laughs> Thanks so much to Patrick Hines and his husband Steve for sending me that tape of them watching Tiny House Hunters together. I have a feeling they'll be back in future episodes. You can learn more about Patrick and his podcasts at our website, hgtvpodcast.com. Do you want to send me tape of you watching an HGTV show? Or do you want to talk to me about HGTV? Give me a call. You can get that hotline number. Find out all the other ways you can get in touch at our website, hgtvpodcast.com. You can also find this show on Facebook. Just search for HGTV Podcast and on Twitter at HGTV Podcast. Hey, fellow HGTV lovers. In order to support this podcast, I'm going to need the help of some great advertisers. And so to find those advertisers, I have a favor to ask of you. Please go to podsurvey.com slash HGTV and take a very quick anonymous survey. That way we can show advertisers just how great you, our listeners, are. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 gift card to Amazon, you know, to buy those throw pillows, but nothing for a tiny house. Please don't tell me that you are buying something for a tiny house because tiny houses are silly. Anyway, please do this survey, even if you've done it for other podcasts. It makes a huge difference to me to help me try to get advertisers for this show. Go to podsurvey.com slash HGTV. That's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash HGTV. And thanks so much for your help. Now back to the show. For the nice people out there in podcast land, would you like to introduce yourself, say who you are, and what our relationship is? I am Henry Lavoie. I'm also known to some as Rebecca Lavoie's son. <laughs> How old are you? I'm uh, 15. Would you move with me into a tiny house? Uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs>
you please uh, remind me who you are? I am Sam Evans Brown. I'm the host of Outside In, which is NHPR's naturey podcast. <laughs> and how would you say our personal relationship is when it comes to things related to lifestyle? How close together are we on most things? Well, <laughs> you when you were disparaging tiny houses and asking me to come in earlier, you were like, I just don't understand how you can get to the point of your life where you just want one towel. <laughs> and like secretly in my mind, I was like, oh, it'd be nice to just have one towel. <laughs> no, it would not. But I did um, disparage, I think, and, and not quite understand that um, you built your new house and moved in all of your like old hand-me-down furniture. <laughs> yes, that's true. So that's another example of where we differ. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when we were building a house, we we're like we we're like, "Oh my god, not only is this really expensive, but like we're going to be expected to buy all new sh- because because <laughs> all our old shit is like not nice enough for the new house. Expected by people like me. Yes, exactly. Judgy ass HGTV watching you, people like me. Exactly. Everything that's wrong with America. <laughs> <laughs> this is why the terrorists hate us, Sam. <laughs> it's true. So my question for you is, um, where do you land on the tiny house spectrum? Uh, so I would call my social circles a sort of tiny house adjacent. I actually have two, <laughs> two couples who are friends of mine who either live in a tiny house right now or have lived in a tiny house. My joke is, like, Americans started to build gigantic houses, and so the backlash against it was we were going to go and live in closets instead. Right, right. And do you think, as I do, that the next great HGTV show could be Tiny House Exodus? <laughs> tiny, or, or just, like, like Tiny House Rage, where it's just, like, family, <laughs> dysfunctional families living much too close <laughs> to each other? reality show, where you just, like, film it, put the camera in the tiny house. They only need one camera. Yeah, and they're just, like, pulling their hair out, and they can't, like, get away from each other because it's too tiny. All right, so I want to um, run down something with you. I have a theory about the taxonomy of tiny house people. I think there are four subsets of tiny house people. All right. Lay it on me. One of those subsets are just normal single people who would maybe otherwise live like in a studio apartment if they lived in a city. And for them, the tiny house just is enough space and they seem perfectly normal. And when you see them on these shows, they want plumbing. (laughs) They want the (laughs) amenities that a house would have. They just are out a lot, work a lot, don't need a lot of space, don't want to maintain a lot of space. And, uh, and they're and they're one person or two, yes. or two people. Well, maybe. two is pushing it, but one is fine, and they're somewhat boring. So we're not going to talk about them. Okay, we're going to talk about the other three. So category two, it's a category I like to call privileged wackadoos. <laughs> Here's my favorite classic example of the privileged wackadoo. Funky music. The music's good. Melanie has a seventy thousand dollar budget to oh buy a tiny God. house. And find a plot of land to put it on. Yeah, she what and is her that friends, shirt? Grant and Jen, have seen several possibilities. Her first option a is yurt. a yurt, which comes yep, in a, a basic kit priced at eight thousand dollars to customize. Difference between you and me, you know what a yurt is on site. On site. Yeah. Let's just note her profession, which they don't mention in this clip: sound healer. What? <laughs> She belongs in a year. Let's continue. I really love that it's portable, so I can pick up and move if I need or want to. I love the idea that I can have a loft in there. It's round. Yeah, it's Where is she going? I don't know where she's going with her $70,000. It's round. Yeah. It's a tent. It is a tent. Yeah. 
<laughs> what part of the world are they in? In California. Oh, this one's great. Her second possibility is an earth bag house. Earth bag. Blueprints, <laughs> materials, and a course on how to build Earth bag it. is like actually a good uh, uh, pejorative to use against these type of people. Oh, you're such an earth bag. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. It was extremely unique. Neither have I, Melody. Except maybe in Star Wars. Yeah. Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Obviously. There's no room for a loft. This is the privileged part. The privileged ones, they have needs, like specific needs. The next option is a tiny house on wheels. There you go. Tumbleweed home. That's a garden shed. Although she'd need to do at least another $12,000 worth of upgrades. Of course she would. I love the idea. This is, these are the ones that get me. That's a trailer. I mean, th- that is a mobile home. Yeah. It's just a fancy mobile home. Right. It's like, it's like you guys aren't reinventing anything. That is a mobile home. And it needs $12,000 worth of upgrades. <laughs> and the upgrades usually include things like, I want stainless steel appliances. Oh, I want, uh, in her, her case, I want harmonic resonance for my sound therapy or I'm whatever sure it is. What that means. It's insane. So uh, do you want to see which one she chose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. I know I wanted a tiny home, but that place was really small. No Melody. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which one did she choose? What do you think? Prediction? Uh, I'm going to say earth bag. Turn low. No, yurt. Yurt. The yurt. Yeah. The yurt? <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> I love the yurt for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, she ends up spending something like 70000 She buys a plot of land. She hires a guy to come build a giant deck. She hires somebody to come construct the thing. She buys $12,000 worth of throw pillows that are all around at the yurt. Privileged wackadoo because don't you think it is a sort of a matter of privilege that you can make that choice in a way to live somewhere tiny i mean i think i think if we're if we're discarding the normal people category because because i do think there are people for whom it does just make sense but it tends to be like single unattached floating around students often you know like like going to grad school yeah but yeah i mean like like where do you keep all your shit (laughs) literally because that place has an outdoor bathroom too (laughs) spoiler alert okay Category number three. I like to call them the short-sighted penny pinchers. Dan and Cindy have been on the hunt for a tiny home in Corning, New York, near Cindy's mom. That's nice, right? Where's Corning? It's upstate. With a budget of $80,000, they want to pay all cash for the place and have the financial freedom to travel and have fun with their four kids. Four. They've seen several options. (laughs) Now it's decision time. (laughs) They saw a 420-square-foot log cabin listed for $100,000. Four kids. The cabin in the woods. Dan loves I really like the cabin in the woods. 25 acres of woods to explore. I think it'd be a really great place for us to raise a family. It'd be a good place for your four kids to get lost and murdered, perhaps. (laughs) Because they're not going to be inside because they can't stand (laughs) hanging out in that tiny house with you. Next was a 620 square foot home near downtown Corning. Is that tiny? We're starting to just get into this is a small house. All right, so we don't have to watch more of this, but I will tell you, spoiler alert, this couple believes that 100 square foot per person is enough space. Yeah, that's tight. They have four tiny children. That is short-sighted penny-pinching. <laughs> you know, uh, so can we mention here that, like, like obviously there are, like, huge chunks of the world in which people do live, in fact, in spaces this small. Not of because course. Not because of a choice, but because it's, like, how they... But then you're, you're totally talking about kind of what the issue is with it for me is that 
you are raising your children in a situation that around the world, like people are trying to escape from. People are t- literally trying to escape from. And these people, their their aspirations are good. They have lots of money. We learned earlier in the episode they are selling an expensive, huge house and moving to be closer to her mother, which is very nice. And they want to live debt free so they can travel and do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, sure. They have four small children. They're going to put them in one room. One room. With four oh beds. God. Yeah. Wait, how old are the kids? Little. They're all like under 10. Which works when they're little. Short-sighted. But it only works for a few years. All right. And this brings me to my final category. This is the category I like to call the slappable engineer bro. Bruh. Look at this dude. This is from a show called Tiny House Big Living. <laughs> Big Living in air quotes. Are there more than one Tiny House show? Hell yeah. This is like a thing. Oh, and they're a contest. They're like giving away a tiny house. No thanks. I'd take a tiny house and park it up behind my normal house. <laughs> Rob Irwin is applying his design know-how to a house that better suits his lifestyle. I think Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, be the change you wish to see in the world. Oh, the Gandhi quote. <laughs> Didn't he actually not that. say that? It really doesn't view the lifestyle in a culture that I wish to see. Okay. Okay, Rob. My friend Tariq is going to be back. Hey, what's hey, up, man? what's up, guys? Hey, My mom will be here for a little bit. Just a little bit, though, because it's still parked in a parking lot in front yeah. of Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. So he's, is he single? He's single. He is. Awesome. Is that Looks part of the change great. he wants to see in the world? <laughs> In the, the aquaponic system is, you know, it's painted with like a bright orange. He has an aquaponic system. Yeah. Yes. How does that work? You start with the. Now we're going to get the mansplanation of what aquaponics is. Yeah, fish poop. And then the root system of, you know, your edibles and your greens. Can we know that there's one goldfish in, the, in that tank? There's 0% chance that one goldfish is pooping enough to feed those plants. What's the over under on those fish lasting more than three days? <laughs> My favorite feature of the tiny house is the climbing wall, actually, Good. still. I think oh, the climbing wall. Of course. You're not going to climb very far around because it's a tiny house. <laughs> so let's just pause for a second. So far in this approximately 50 square foot space, <laughs> we have seen a goldfish-powered lettuce-growing farm, which has exactly four leaves of lettuce coming out of it. And two goldfish. And goldfish that are, by the way, placed near a window, which anyone who's ever owned a one fish knows, you do not do that shit. Oh, wait, why not? Because, like, the window will throw, like, sunlight into the water and, like, all sorts of crap will grow in the water oh. that, you know, who knows? Maybe that works for aquaponics. I don't know. I'm just saying there's no way that house does not smell like a moldy fish tank. <laughs> in, like, three weeks. <laughs> Number two, climbing wall. And it's sort of like, like, Rob, are you a rock climber? Are you a professional rock climber who, like, needs to be training for this every week? In your you know, like, or, or is this just a novelty that is perhaps ridiculous like the rest of the tiny house? Slappable engineer bro. Bruh, look at this dude. We got, you know, just storage in here. Where's the dryer? Oh, yeah, so the so this is a washer-dryer combo unit. Space is tight, so, you know, you got to keep things at a minimum. This is double duty. That is awesome. It's awesome. It does both. Actually, that is kind of cool. <laughs> it would be cool to have two of those and just be able to do them at the same time. Look at me. I'm so American. So I got the standing desk, sitting desk. Of course you do. Of course yeah. you do. Standing and sitting desk. It needs to have and options. And In a tiny desk. house, he has two desks. <laughs> so what's going to be up here? What's on the other? Oh, yeah, so up, up above the office is the uh, master loft. So that's the master loft. <laughs> As opposed to all the other bedrooms in this tiny house? <laughs> yeah, nope. Exactly. Uh, that's you just a loft, the, Rob. You got the guest loft. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. Huh? Solar panels. Two solar panels. Chickens. A little, was a there chicken? is a chicken coop on the back of this goddamn tiny house. Yeah. Speaking of smell problems. Okay. 
Engineer Bro. He's got a chicken coop, an aquaponic system, which, spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, he reveals, yields him about one salad a week. (laughs) 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 So in exchange for my tiny house smelling like a rotten fish tank and chicken doo-doo, I get to have one hard-boiled egg and one salad a week, a climbing wall and a master loft, and a work area that includes both a sitting desk and a standing desk. What do you think? Well, you know, okay. So, as as ridiculous as he is, like, it, doesn't he kind of fit in that first category at the same time? Like, whatever. If this if this single human being wants to live in this over engineered <laughs> <laughs> trailer, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Not gonna judge. I'm not gonna. I'm do you not get judgment though for misquoting Gandhi at the beginning? Yeah, of the, you totally get judged for and that. And the misuse of Gandhi, like Gandhi, would be in any way supportive of this. It's <laughs> like Gandhi's like you guys. We did this prosperity thing. So you could get into bigger houses. <laughs> All right. So, do you land anywhere on the spectrum? No. Yes. What do you think? Uh, do how do I feel about time? So, okay. Um, I would say that like one of the things that I that I sympathize with with the tiny house people is that when you're a little tighter together, it sort of like forces you to get along a little bit. Does so, it? I think so. Does it? Yeah, why not? I mean, you can't just you can't just scoot off in the other room and just but like sulk. What if you don't? What if you don't get a What if your marriage is not great? What if your kids suck? Some people don't have redeemable family situations, maybe, Sam. Maybe if they like had to were forced to work it out, maybe it would <laughs> redeem. So so and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm like still like young and starry-eyed here because I don't have kids. It's adorable. But but like but like there are ideas in the tiny house concept that I sympathize with. It's idealistic schlock is what I'm hearing. <laughs> and that's where we land on that. All right. Thank you, Sam. Well, you're not going to ask me what a composting toilet oh. is? Oh. <laughs> yes, of course. You listen to the conversation with Patrick and his husband, Steve, as they watch an episode of Tiny House Hunters. They're hilarious. And there was a big question. How does a composting toilet work? Do you know? Well, I mean- Do you have one? There are many- Please tell me you don't have a composting toilet. I do toilet. not. Oh, thank God. After much research, we, we decided they actually do not actually help the environment that much. Yeah. So- Nor do they help the environment of your tiny house. <laughs> My uncle, though, has a composting toilet, and they've had one for like their entire- Believe for him. Yeah. But- uh, so there's two, there's several varieties. Is it a composting toilet or is it a moldering toilet? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Both of which sound perfect for your tiny house yeah. environment. <laughs> so it, with Steve, right? You just it just stays where it is. Yeah, I mean, there's usually like a fan that that brings in oxygen so that the decomposition happens aerobically as opposed to anaerobically. Right. Anaerobic decomposition is where the smell comes from. So I just want to say. There is a fan bringing oxygen in and out. There's there's flow both ways. Okay, to the place where you are pooping and it is just staying there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In your 150 square foot house. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to make sure we had that right. Hope you got that helps, it. Steve. Nailed it. <laughs> Special thanks to Sam Evans Brown. And if you want to hear more of his espousing his environmental and other knowledge. You can check out his awesome podcast. It's called Outside In. You can learn more about that at our website, hgtvpodcast.com.
Hold on, you're always a little hotter than me because my voice is just not as loud as yours. Yeah, well, you just don't know. Okay, we're to, good. You don't know how to calibrate a microphone. We're good. You don't. You we're just good. don't. You just don't. So remind me who you are. I am Kevin Flynn. I am a podcaster. And I am in a loveless marriage. <laughs> with you. Uh, with, uh, with you. When you say loveless, is what you're saying is that like you wouldn't move into a tiny house with me? Oh my God. This studio is so small, and I would still prefer to live in this studio than any of those stupid houses. <laughs> so you listen back to Steve and Patrick mm-hmm. watching an episode of Tiny House Hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You listen to my conversation with Sam Evans-Brown yep. about tiny houses. You listen to my phone call with Molly yep. about whether or not she'd be willing to move into a tiny house with me. What have you learned this week, Kevin? You know, this is what I learned, that I am still amazed that people who want a tiny house will walk in and the first thing they'll complain about is how small it is. <laughs> 100% of the time. This is so small. It's a tiny house. You're on a show called Tiny, tiny Houses. House it's not a bait and switch. It's like <laughs> tiny house. <laughs> and what's the other one? Like big living, tiny uh, house? Tiny house, big living. Big living. Big, li- big in quotes. <laughs> Look, if this was like really a way to go, like why wouldn't you just buy like a tour bus from Sticks or somebody <laughs> like that? Because <laughs> At least you could smell like, like rock and roll b- sweat. Well, yeah, you know, it's like you don't have to like enjoy the wall-to-wall carpeting, you know, if you want to get rid of that, but- you know, at least it doesn't have a composting toilet. True. So this is a real question. Yeah. Would you move into a tiny house with me if <laughs> <laughs> it's what I really, no, really wanted? You just, you, there's, no, there's no way. Zero percent chance? Zero percent chance. You know why I can't get a, uh, have a tiny house? Why? Because I've got no place for my action figures. <laughs> And I own more than one pair of shoes, and I have a face cloth, and I need space for that. <laughs> you know, you know, there are times like when you watch HGTV, and you're like really jealous of the properties. Yeah, this is not one of those times. No, no, I'm just really more concerned about how long until one of these people strangles the other one (laughs) with the bungee cord that's keeping their portable dishwasher (laughs) strapped to the wall. You mean the bungee cord that keeps their dishwasher into a position where it folds out and also becomes their couch? And their stairway to the loft. The master loft. The master loft, (laughs) yeah, with an ensuite, which is basically uh, a glory hole you can stick your (laughs) out and pee outside. Just to keep this PG-13, Kevin, I'm going to bleep that out. And you should, because I've got other <laughs> thoughts about tiny houses. These holes <laughs> who have for brains <laughs> and are buying these tiny, tight houses <laughs> really ought to get their fingers out of their ass and just buy a house. Nobody sells a $300,000 house so that they can live in a trailer. True. I mean, maybe if you're MC Hammer and you go bankrupt, that's a good idea. Mm. But the idea of, I want experiences, dude, get the f*** over yourself. You can have experiences and live in a regular-sized house. You can, yes. Hey, Kevin. Yes. One more pitch. Yeah. It's just you and me. Yeah. No dogs. Right. No kids. No kids. No widescreen TV. Imagine I go through an extensive workout regime and look like peak Jillian Barbary. Uh-huh. Will you move into a tiny house with me? No. <laughs>
No, I will not move into a tiny house with you. I will not move. I don't even think I would have lunch with you in a tiny house. (laughs) Because where am I putting my napkin? (laughs) Why don't we go out and buy some lettuce instead of trying to grow it? With fish poop? With fish poop. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to turn this off right now. All right. Love you, babe. Yeah. Love you, too. It's that tiny house, man. That's just crazy. It's crazy. Special thanks to Patrick Hines, his husband Steve, my best friend Molly, outside in host Sam Evans Brown, and my husband and partner in crime, Kevin Flynn. If you like this podcast, please leave an iTunes review. It makes a huge, huge difference. And tune in next time when I will talk about everyone's favorite Waco Texans. You got it, Chip and Joanna Gaines, and their weird and wonderful show, Fixer Upper. I'll catch you then. Is in, in crime, crime media. media.